Should I just say the YouTube? I sound like a boomer. Oh my God. The YouTube, the internet. <laughs> the <YouTube. laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So three, two, one. <laughs> This is Slashers, your favorite horror podcast regarding your favorite horror media. I'm your host, Mikey, and with me, as always, is my ghoul friend, Aid. Say hi, Aid. Hey, Mikey. And we have yeah. a super... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just it's going to say, please don't... the age show all of a sudden. We, no, we, no, it's not the age show. I'm like, don't forget, there's other people here today. So, okay, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to get you out of the way, because the main event... What? We have, it's Jenna. Hi. Hi Jenna, say hi. Oh my God, hi. <laughs> I, um, I, I have this, like, every time I say your name, do you know, have you seen that stupid Jared commercial? That's Jared or whatever. Yes. I always think that's Jenna when I do it. But anyways. That's fine. So, <laughs> so as we all know, this is the end of Women's March um, for the Slashers podcast. So what a better way than to end it with a woman in horror, one of my favorite people, Jenna Cannell. So thank you. Jenna, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. I know. Thank you for coming. That was so That was such a great surprise. And like you told us about you, because, you know, I literally probably watch I watched Terrifier like way too many times, like yeah. <laughs> way too much. And surprisingly, um, my uh, my quote roommate, <laughs> so we're going to call him today. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he loves that movie for different reasons and because he doesn't care for horror. And so um, he does like that movie too. So it, it, it is allowed to play as many times wow As, yeah so everybody seems to like this movie in this household and so we're super excited to just have you especially I think that you are very pivotal in the horror community especially as far as women are concerned so I'm so Thank excited you. So. wow that's very very flattering I appreciate that I'm glad you guys like the movie so much oh yeah yes we do. yeah and just some kind of background to because it's funny because we were talking on the chat and like the the co-host chat or the host chat of slashers and we were talking about possibly getting a woman in for a horror uh women in horror interview and they were naming all these people and I was like maybe I should say that I know Jenna <laughs> and so I Jenna and I sometimes have standing appointments so where you can gab and talk and because Jenna true. as you guys know is a phenomenal actress from Terrifier the Bye Bye Man some exciting stuff coming up that we'll talk about later but Jenna also writes she directs she does everything. Um, and so I, she doesn't know this, but I used her as my mentor. <laughs> so, so we have our little, we have our little phone calls where we talk about everything and um, just getting to know her. I realized that, you know, everybody sees you on screen as the actress from Terrifier, but, and then of course, by the man and some other things that you've done, but like, you're actually like, super intelligent like a very um strong feminist like it's crazy and then following you on instagram like seeing the stuff that you do you've gone to rallies and stuff you have a very strong voice and you're for someone you. so petite <laughs> you're <laughs> a very strong person <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um 
Thank and you. just some background, Jenna and I met on set of a film where we played opposite of each other and had to do some ad-libbing and stuff. And it was just magic from there. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I never let her ignore me on Instagram. So here we are. <laughs> it's true. It was funny because we were supposed to, we were, it was this proof of concept horror piece and we were supposed to be playing close friends, but I had obviously just met and we had so much chemistry. So it was not hard. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, to, to Mikey's, uh, what is it? To Mikey's credit, he's so easy to get along with. Like he's that's also person. true. That's yeah. also true. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like immediately, we like bonded, and now we're he's like my best friend. So <laughs> yeah, he's really wonderful, and you seem wonderful so far as well. Oh, thank but you. I, I, I yeah. I what, what that's the thing is is when I was I had mentioned to Jenna earlier before we started recording that I was just talking to some of my female students about her especially because of your activism because I feel like it's very important that women um, that my my female students are cognizant of you know women's roles in media and their activism especially if they're feminists and what their role is and what they do and. I feel like you have such a strong voice, as Mikey said. So I think that you're a great role model as well as mentor um, for, for girls and women of all ages. I mean, anybody really, but for, for women who can't exercise their voice, I think that for, especially because you are, you, you are, I guess in Wikipedia, I was looking you up the other day. It's so a Wikipedia said you're five, four. I'm like, why do people know that? Like, what is when Am I on Wikipedia? You're on Wikipedia and you're five four. I'm oh like, no, okay. I better make sure it's accurate. Are you five four? I feel like you're I don't know. Like I, I, <laughs> I am five four. Oh, okay. But that's it's funny that you say that because at conventions when I've met people, they always say that I seem taller on screen. Okay. So oh, yeah. than I, I than like I appear in person. You're probably wearing heels, though. Aren't you wearing heels on the I am wearing heels and camera angles can be can be forgiving, but um, but yes, five four. Yeah. it's been yeah yeah well it's on wikipedia <laughs> so it must be true so <laughs> all right i better make sure the other stuff on there is true thank you for the heads up i'll make <laughs> sure to look i'm like maybe yeah you kind of have to wikipedia yourself just to make sure that yeah, exactly um, didn't but, even know i was on there <laughs> well i know because i well i was just good because i was just just trying to like find you know things like to reference in a quicker yeah. manner and you know usually when you google anything wikipedia pops up well, i don't know why it always yeah. pops up first but it does and um you know it always tells the stats like their height who they're married to how long they've been acting all of these private things and i'm like do these people really know that this is on like who writes this right where's a size eight shoe like what why do you (laughs) oh no (laughs) well that'd be a good question to start with so how do you feel about that The, the way that you're portrayed online like that like because obviously you didn't write that so what 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 goes through your mind when you see something like that online? Uh, well, b- before I answer that, I do want to say thank you for what you what you both said, um, oh. because I don't uh, think of myself as an activist necessarily, because I often feel like I'm not, that there could be more that I could be doing. Um, uh, and so I, I try to have positive influence where I can. Um, and uh, it's really easy to get bogged down by all of the things that are happening that we can't control. Um, so that's that's really exciting. I mean, I, I it's my goal ultimately to be able to be some sort of good influence um, to younger people, especially female identifying folks and queer folks and whoever. Um, so that's really sweet to hear you say that because I, I want to be um, that ultimately. Um, so uh, 
the question though. Oh, how do, how do I feel about that stuff being online? It, uh, it's one of those things where some of the stuff I've seen online makes me very uncomfortable. Um, and I don't like that there's a lot of stuff online, but at the same time, I, you know, live in the industrialized age or in the post-industrialized age. And so I kind of don't have a choice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I was reading the other day about how even you don't, even if you don't have a Facebook, that Facebook keeps a shadow profile of you in case you ever mm -hmm. sign up. So like, you know, uh, we all have a computer in our pockets. We all agree to the terms and conditions we don't actually read with Apple. You know, it, it's one of those things. And especially choosing a field that kind of puts me in a public space. I, there are parts of it that I don't like and there are parts of it that I, I can't do much about. So I try to, uh, you know, I have like a, I have like a post office box essentially, um, like a, a business address for my, production company where I send things like I try not to have my address connected to me online anywhere but like people have found my number somehow there was a I got a string of really creepy messages last year like yeah so you know most of the interactions I've had with people have been um you know on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever and have been relatively consensual and positive but sometimes there's there's some creeps um and it's unfortunately kind of just part of being alive right now with the singularity underway that we have to deal with yeah and actually it's it's funny because i was i was reading through your imdb um because as we as we discussed earlier we have some exciting news which is ultimately that you are you are i, I don't know if it's like are or were but it is you yeah. are cast in the new film um okay renfield renfield yes okay. <laughs> You are cast in the new film Ren. I don't know why I wanted. I thought it's it okay, with the G. Mikey. I'll edit um, that out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you were cast in the new film Renfield, um, which, as we know, because it was so strange whenever it was announced um, that you were you, you, well when you started being attached to IMDb, there were production stills of Nicolas Cage coming out of what he looks like as Dracula. Um, so if people aren't familiar yet, Renfield is basically, so is Renfield a character from the previous films? I'm yes, not too I versed in it, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I can't say anything about the, the plot of the, the movie, but mm -hmm. Renfield did exist in the original uh, Bram yeah. Stoker lore um, as, as, as Dracula's familiar, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, cool. Because I knew that based off of like what is out there so far, it looked like it was trying to go back to like the OG Dracula, even like the text they use, which I love. And I think the pictures of Nicolas Cage look great. Um, yeah. Like he yeah. just, he looks so good and I love it. And I know that you're attached to it now. So I, from the IMDb page, I know Aquafina is attached to it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a couple other actors in it as well that are really exciting to look forward to. And I know you probably can't say much, but yeah um, yeah but I am really just, stoked yeah thank you for bringing it up of course um I mean that's like super huge like first of all Nick Cage right now is going to like a resurgence like he has that new movie coming out like the unbearable oh, yeah, weight wait. of talent or something Massive it looks talent. So good. yeah it looks yeah. so incredible I mean I don't know if you saw Pig last year but it, it's probably my favorite performance of his I've ever seen it's so nuanced and powerful and yeah yeah I'm I and he's it was really really cool to watch him work because I've been a fan of his for a really long time so that felt like a, a very neat out-of-body experience and Chris McKay uh. the director is wonderful and lovely and was very encouraging of improv and um and it and uh, Nicholas Holtz is the plays Renfield and he's just a gem and yeah it was it's it's a really really cool team and it's yeah 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm so excited. I want to say all the things and I'm probably, I, I should probably stop. <laughs> I know. And, and the reason, the reason why I brought that up is because I was looking through your INV page and I noticed something, I, I can't remember. I think it's like one of the most recent things that is still like in production, but I see you wrote a story about kind of like a crazed fan mm. of an actress. Oh, yes. Can we talk about this? Yes, we can talk about that. Okay. We can talk about that because I I would only be violating the NDA of my own work because <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I know what I'm allowed to say for sure. Uh, yeah, no, that one, I'm excited about that. It's called Faceless After Dark and I'm the lead in it and I do all my own stunts, um, which I also do in Renfield, which I'm super stoked about. Uh, and um, I wrote it and um, have been, we actually have some uh, pickups in, April coming up and then we'll actually officially be done filming but yeah that was in, actually inspired by some of the stuff that that you were just asking about uh, a moment ago where after I had gotten some of those some of those phone calls and um, some of the weirder interactions and some of the stuff I've read about happening to people with much bigger uh, fan bases and reputations uh, it's essentially kind of a meta thriller about someone who's in a, a horror movie who then gets stalked by a fan and um what she does with that and she's it's the pitch that i use is like if uh travis bickle was the star of promising young woman travis bickle being the lead from taxi driver so it's she's she's unhinged and it's going to be pretty bonkers but it's it's a it's a very dark comedy horror piece and i'm very excited about it yeah no that's absolutely exciting like so when do you what's going on with this is this coming is yeah coming? so we're almost done filming and then we'll head right into post and it should hopefully be out later this year okay great I just I only asked that because I know people are listening and so they're probably want to know and oh yeah know. no fair no yeah good looking out good looking out yeah faceless after dark should hopefully be out uh either later this year or early next Renfield comes out uh next year in April well, I, I mean, both projects were super excited for. I just, I think that that's going to be so, I mean, imagine when both of them coming out, especially, I think the first is going to be really, I think a lot of uh, horror people, I don't horror people, what am I thinking? People who like, you know, consider themselves horror, like aficionados or whatever. I yeah. guess us, us, maybe, I don't know. Sure, um, snobs. <laughs> I didn't want to say snob for the negative connotation, but for that, I think that a lot of people are going to really want to see that movie. And I think that's great that you are writing it, that you're doing all these things with it, especially as um, you don't hear a lot of women in this space. And we were talking about that in the last episode, especially with, um, you know, the, the director of Blood Diner, uh, Kathy Chong right? Uh, Jackie. Jackie uh, Kong. Jackie. Jackie Kong. Yeah. Okay. okay. I haven't seen that one. It's an old diner? 80s classic. It is. Okay. Pro- it's very, it's a little problematic, obviously, but it's 80s. So you know, that's a lot of, yeah, that's most things from the 80s. I would <laughs> but argue, it's probably. directed by a woman, an Asian woman at that. And so it's, you know, and they did not expect her to do well with it at all, or be able to even finish it. And the fact that we get what we get I think she's really good at kind of looking at things subjectively in the way that she filmed the, the movie. And it, it, there's there are underlying feminist tones that I don't think a lot of people would pick up on if they're not looking mm. for them. And oh, so, I, yeah. And so I think that it, it it's good in that manner, especially with people who are who who look at horror and don't want to look at it as something that is 
that is makes a commentary on something or could be political which we all know that horror is horror is extremely political it is and unfortunately we have a lot of people who don't believe that so that's okay yes. yeah when, when you when you kind of put things in there i mean i'm not saying it's okay whatever but when you when you kind of slide things in there and they don't notice it but it's there i think that it makes it better in a way because we see it as people who are not ignorant to these things right and we just we understand and i think that it, it speaks volumes that a genre that could you know be construed as very violent against women and have a very you know underlying sense of violence that we could look at this genre and see that there is something that is very i guess what is the word i'm looking for like just well, yeah um, i don't i don't embraces these things i should say yeah and empowering yeah empowering yeah. i'm sorry yes <laughs> I, I, I he he said it <laughs> I, I, had to, I just I said it louder <laughs> I had to mansplain it on the on the episode for women's month. <laughs> Please mansplain women's empowerment to us. Thank no. you. Good night. No, it's it's funny because horror has always been, I would argue, pretty political and has always been very much uh, a showcase for all sorts of marginalized groups. It, like historically, it just always has. But the beautiful thing about horror is that it doesn't feel like that because by nature it's it's over the top and and intense and all of these things and so it's it can be really subversive without pun intended beating you over the head with it in the way that a lot of other genres can't and the other thing I'll say about the whole idea of even the word political is that I I would argue that it's impossible not to be political because now I mean all three of us just existing are is political you, you know like yeah. people now argue that like a, a shot is political that like whether or not to teach children about actual history is political you know like it's i don't think you can not be political anymore i don't think it's possible i think you'd have to make a movie about someone eating a piece of bread and even then you'd be like well where'd that bread come from who <laughs> were the people paid bread? fairly right is that white <laughs> bread like yeah who who harvested that bread how much were they paid do they need to unionize you know what i mean like i don't think it's possible to not be political anymore so i don't know why we would try i think if you can avoid it but you just have to acknowledge how privileged that is you know yeah, and I think there's also just like a toxicity right now with it's okay for things to be political, even if it's things that I don't agree with, but like to be able to have a conversation oh. about it. <gasps> Sorry. Um, no, no, <laughs> you're good. Kick my computer. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what happened? It's something. No, wrong? I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm sitting on the floor because the lighting is really good right here, but uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm listening. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, Because, you know, like back in the day and kind of like where my mind still stands is that like political means like, hey, should we vote for this tax or should we build this railroad here? But now (laughs) just being a queer person or being a woman, that's political now. And it's like, that's not political. I'm just living. But that's just what society is now. So that's why it's, you know, because I think a lot of like... um, maybe a lot of the older generation would be like, I don't think horror is political. It's just a guy chasing a girl around in a mask. But, you know, if you ask, you know, more like the, the current- Non-white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or even just a woman, you know, you'd be like, yeah. well, it's cool. Like, it, and I think there's a, there's a connection between, there's all these studies about like why queer people tend to identify a lot with horror mm-hmm. and, the you know the biggest thing with horror is we always not always but 90 percent of the time we have a woman who's being 
under duress or stress or you know is being yeah. traumatized by some by some outside entity um mm-hmm. and she has to overcome that and like basically she's powerful at that time and even yeah. though i i'm not a woman you know i never identified as a woman but being a uh you know marginalized individual that is seen as like a weaker less than of a cis male like that's i think where the connection comes from to be like oh i can be like her or mm-hmm. i want her to win because she's a badass and you know people aren't expecting yeah. it kind of like for me yeah well and if she can win so can i you know if this person who started out at the beginning of the movie as just running for their life and now at the end is is the victor in some way then what's to stop me from being like that yeah yeah exactly so i thank you for you know being involved in this because i think it's really important that we have uh more more female driven films and and especially because even with with if we're going to talk about your films like if we're looking at terrifier we have you know we have the two the two girls well you being one of them the sister i mean there's a lot of women in the film that are being victimized mm-hmm. trans by, woman who yeah yes yes yeah and so and that's the thing but it's not i don't I don't look at the violence against the women as something that is punishing women. I look no. at it. I mean, and that's, but other people would see that is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and yes. so I, I don't want people to feel that way because I, you know, at the same time, terrifier is a lot of fun. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, and, but I know you've been in other things too, obviously, but I feel like that one is a little bit more in your face about it. And yeah. so I think it's just more like more people w- would talk about it in that respect. Yeah, for sure. It's not, it's not, no one would ever accuse it of being nuanced <laughs> in no. any way. I say very lovingly. I, I've said this, like Damien, the director, we've joked about this as well. And, and you're right to bring it up too, because I have heard and seen people uh, comment on it, specifically accusing it of not being feminist. Uh, and, and yeah, I would disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would I, I would disagree as well because I have heard the similar criticism, especially when um, the your friend in the film, what's her name? I'm, I Katie. Katie, Catherine? yes, because I know that you you guys are friends in real life. Yeah. Um, and so I know when her character, especially, is upside down, completely naked, and gets split down the middle, yeah. a lot of people felt that to be like anti-feminist or degrading to women. But I, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to find that balance like I didn't feel that way when I saw it I felt it was brutal but I didn't feel like it was purposely she died the way because she was a woman and it's like there are disturbing and gross things out there like you know it happens but we have the opposite which um you know which I I love what you said um to me a while ago uh because I I don't remember what we were talking about but is it okay if I mentioned your sexuality on the show (laughs) Uh, yes <laughs> okay don't show uh, the tape but yes no i'm just kidding <laughs> so, and, and do you identify as queer or bi i say queer just uh, bi but i just i like that queer doesn't assume that there are two genders okay but, we'll but cut that either part. way you know we'll cut we'll cut no, off that little conversation but um no, no so I, I don't um, i don't mind that that's that's I think that's an important part of the conversation it's up to you yeah guys. i'm not gonna tell you yeah that. and so i forgot we were talking oh because we were talking about me trying to play a straight person <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you appropriate straight you. culture. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you mentioned something that was like, well, every part that I play, like they're essentially going to be a queer woman because that's, yeah. that's the personality I bring to it. I mean, unless of course it's like specifically told in the story frame, but like now watching Terrifier, you know, and it's you now in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, this is a queer woman. And I know that there's also like theories that you and Katie- I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> love that. Katie there are lesbians. Yes. There's a whole, either that we, there's a, there's a community of people that like ship us together. And then there's a community of people that, that argue that, uh, oh, hello. <laughs> Speaking of- <laughs> Is that a shirtless man on that my That was a shirtless podcast? man in my yes. Christian neighborhood. His favorite, oh my his favorite part is when what's her name is getting sawed down her <laughs> middle. So that just tells you about him. So sorry. Oh my I, gosh. I, I'm on mute for this reason. So keep going. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Life continues. Life continues yeah. in the background. Life uh, finds no, a way. Life, life. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yes. No, there's, um, and then there's a group of people that believe that, that Tara is in love with dawn and that's part of why she's like giving her sass that tara's in love with her and it's like fuck these guys that you're trying to be with whatever um and i i katie and i have had conversations in which we refuse to dispute any and all of those theories we're like sure there's I mean, no the last one makes sense <laughs> the last one yeah. makes total sense totally yeah but and and i agree with you that i don't see any of the violence in the movie as being specifically uh anti-woman because he also fucks a bunch of men up too he's just a fucking maniac it's not i don't see any of it as being about gender or sexuality yeah. i think he's just he's just insane you know uh, and yeah. we do in faceless after dark the one that i wrote um you which i'm happy to come back after it's not if you if you'll have me oh um, yes we do yes. it'll be interesting i'm curious to see what both of you think of it because we actually kind of play on some of those tropes and subvert them and reverse them in, in certain ways uh, very purposefully so I'll be I'm super excited for it because Katie is also in it right yes she has a little cameo yeah. it's very exciting oh that's yeah. great I'm so excited for this like I'm more excited Thanks. for this than Renfield I hate to say it. well no I, I'm excited <laughs> about that I do love Nick Cage but that's because like I literally watch I'm crazy but I'll watch Terrifier and then I put on Moonstruck and I'll amazing what a double feature <laughs> I know I love like, that this is the kind of person that I am so I, I love that <laughs> and now oh, the worlds was... collide yes <laughs> the only other thing I was going to add to that sorry I didn't not to not to oh, no, you no, please please keep going we're here for you so oh, you know, oh god no, so much pressure uh, the only <laughs> other thing I was going to say is that I think it would it would be different if it were like some of the classic and even some of the current horror movies where where women are murdered right after having sex or right after like or they're murdered because they're the, the quote-unquote slutty one or whatever you know mm -hmm. it's different if if a character is being um punished for lack of a better word for a specific action rather yeah. than rather than just they're being br brutally murdered um the, and there was also i mean we um you could also argue it's it's art art like art itself not the clown um reflecting life <laughs> because violence is statistically more likely to be um uh perpetuated against women so yeah you know there's also that yeah no i agree and and i think that the fact that you know i, I there's a lot of people would say gratuitous violence but again these people are just existing he has a force yeah. of nature i don't really look at him as and you know what a great slasher that we have in this day and age right because there's 
there's other slashers that I just don't like maniac for example I mean I hate that movie I hate the <laughs> old one I hate the remake I just hate it I really feel like that is targeting women and I haven't so seen that one either punishing them but he so it's about a serial killer stalks women going home and then he's like he murders them and scalps them and like keeps the scalps and and elijah wood is in the remake and he plays the main character and so sorry dan's making noise let me just wait a second (laughs) (laughs) um sorry never home at this time except for today so um but as far as there's a lot of horror that I do feel like exploits those things. And I'm wondering if it's because of men. <laughs> the irony men. is, is incredible. <laughs> it is because of men. It's exactly because of men. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all their fault. Sorry, Mikey, not you, but everyone else. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. I don't count. I lost my it's train true. of thought. I'm going to just stop speaking until my house is empty. So Mikey, you have the floor. Okay. <laughs> oh well, I did want to ask you, Jenna. So what has your relationship been with horror? Um, are you a fan? Is it just kind of there for you or what? I fucking love horror. So it makes me Thanks really God. happy that I, <laughs> blessed. Because it makes me really happy that I get to to work in it and to and to make it because I genuinely have always loved it. I mean, I I got into it when I was a kid and um, I used to, (laughs) details you didn't ask for. I have an IUD um, and before I did, my periods were always an absolute nightmare. And when I first got them, um, I would, like I was in so much pain that I couldn't go to school. And so I had to stay home for a couple days every month and both my parents always worked full time. So I was, I was usually alone. Uh, and I would watch horror movies because they'd be on TV. They'd be at throwback. I'm going to age myself blockbuster and uh, <laughs> <laughs> scandalo. And uh, I'd be watching um, horror movies and they, they took me away from my pain and gave me this catharsis that I think a lot of us either emotionally or physically find in horror where for a couple hours, I'm not thinking about the fact that I am bleeding more than the elevator doors in The Shining. I'm thinking about, is this person gonna get out of this house alive? Are they gonna escape this person alive? You know, yeah. what, what, what are they gonna do? What's gonna happen? How, how are they gonna solve the puzzle or, or whatever? You know, I think it, it takes us, it removes us from our own pain, whatever that is. That, that, that's whatever. so true. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's super true. Cause you just reminded me, cause I mean, I have read all these studies and as someone that has severe anxiety and depression that stems Same. from OCD, like I know we're we're like twins. Yeah, we've t- uh, we've t- yeah we've talked a lot about our mental illness. Oh my god! The mental illness thruple. Yeah, just has- make a new podcast. Like, is that what I- happened just now? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but there's been studies that link people that do struggle with mental illness and being fans of horror, which is weird because you think I'm not like, surprised. <laughs> Well, like on the surface, it's like, I'm anxious about everything. Why am I going to watch a movie about, you know, a demon coming to kill my family? But then according to the article, it was something called like controlled anxiety. Like you have a little bit, but you know, it's fake. And it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. And then, like you said, I never even thought about that. Like it omits your actual issues. And you're like, let me worry about homegirls issues first. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, it can, yeah, controlled anxiety and controlled fear. We really like controlled fear. Like yeah. it's, it's similar to how people, I've read about how people, um, there are some people in the BDSM community who will use it to overcome sexual trauma, which you would think is counterintuitive, but it's different because it's a controlled setting. Yeah. And I think it's, it's similar, but it be, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for exactly that, you know, and it grounds yeah. you in the present, which is very, very hard to do if you have anxiety and depression. Mm, yeah. Yeah. When you were watching these movies as a kid, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but like, you know, as a kid, we don't really concern ourselves and it might be different for you. Keep in mind, I'm a guy, so I don't, I've, I've never grown what? up as a, I know, I know. I proved it to you before. I won't do it again. Uh, <laughs> That's what the no. tape is for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's in the sequel to X, but um, yes. no, <laughs> but was there ever like a moment where you've watched something and been like, oh, like typically girls are like portrayed as you know weaker than boys but this girl is kicking their ass like do you remember ever thinking that in a horror movie and which one was it if you did oh that's a really good question i can i can while well, you think for me it was scream um, yeah because in scream she fucks them up mm-hmm. like and i think that's why it never been too scary to me because the, like the most unrealistic thing about scream is that whoever is the killer walking around doesn't have a busted up face because <laughs> their shit up like <laughs> yeah um, I always think of um I remember learning about the CSI effect and the Grey's Anatomy effect which were both of like which this is different from horror but but it it I think is related where they studied that there was a direct correlation between the release of Grey's Anatomy to women and non-white women applying for medical school and there was a correlation between um, uh, the release of CSI and women and other marginalized people entering the forensic fields. So it's definitely a thing. Um, but an example, I'm struggling. I want to look at my like movie list because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cheat. Oh, no, You're okay. fine. Oh, Alien. Duh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. And that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, oh, I, why? I'm embarrassed. I'll see myself out. No, no, of course. No. Not. Uh, but we'll yeah, Alien. I, that was the answer all along. <laughs> I yeah, just just edit out the two hours of me like thinking. <laughs> uh, Alien. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that because she's a, she's. I feel like at the time there was. I I can't. I mean, I'm sure there were indie examples of this, but I can't remember them. Of like, she's a fucking scientist. She's a, a fucking badass. Like she's clever and not just smart like she's the the final the final girl in the final frontier you know like Mm -hmm. she she i think was a was a really strong example and influence and she has a cat yeah i know and the fact that she makes sure she brings the cat because i think that's my the most anxiety riddled thing when i watch it and i watch the movie every time i know she gets him right i know she gets jones no but same but I'm like, I'll go back and get Joan. The cat's like, gotta be okay. No, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. Mine is I, sleeping right there. <laughs> probably my favorite part of that movie, though, is when she's in the spaceship and they're all talking shit and she's like, that's not our system. And they're like, where is Earth? And she's like, it's not our system. And I'm like, I am her every fucking day. Because I literally <laughs> have to repeat myself. Did you not just hear me? this is, you know, it's not our fucking system. And right. the other chick is like, I know, I heard you. And I'm like, oh my God. 
it's not your system. You're not. <laughs> what, what about, oh, wait, we're not in the Milky Way, right? We're in the Milky Way. Is that our system? We are in the Milky Way. <laughs> okay. Last time I checked, we're in the Milky Way. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's changed because I I know there's some shit with Pluto and stuff. So, and I, I don't pay attention to that because I don't teach it. So anyway, sure. um, <laughs> But um, yeah, no. Oh my God. What a great example because I didn't even think about it until you said it. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, and she's not, I mean, you know, at, at one point she's running around in her underwear, but, but it's not even like, I wouldn't consider it like sexualizing her. Like she's not yeah. sexualized in the way that a lot of women were after that and, and before that in other movies at the time. Yeah. It wasn't like super revealing underwear. It was yeah. just... She wasn't like stereotypically feminine, which also was I was it wasn't like what I wear to today. see. Right, right. And <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no more nineties. Yeah. No more nineties for Sigourney Weaver. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good name though. I love that. Right. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I love that you mentioned that because she isn't typically feminine or she's not yeah. a, the, the typical the, the typical conventions of beauty. Yes. And for yes. especially at that time, because that time, you know, we're t- we're talking about the 70s, like Charlie's Angels and thinking like feathered hair and fair faucet or the big yeah. things back then, right? Like those are the sexy women. And I think she's very sexy. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I just think she's not not in the, the conventional way. No, yeah. Especially yeah. not then. So who knows? I May I think that maybe she might have opened the door, but I'm not, I wasn't alive then, so I'm not that old. But she might. Uh, yeah, I wasn't either. For the record, <laughs> just, just to clarify to the world, not right like, when it came out, <laughs> <laughs> many years later. But uh, she, I feel like she kind of paved the way or opened the door for more women to embrace that type of, you know look about themselves because you know not everyone's going to be a fair faucet not everyone's going to you know be yeah and there's nothing wrong with being a fair faucet i'm just saying i think that yeah. we need to start looking at it might be the beginning of looking at other body other body types other you know more realistic women um and horror albeit she is white but you know baby steps here it's the 70s yeah 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 so. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agreed that we, and we definitely still have a lot of strides to make, but I would say that uh, her her gender nonconformity also, I would say, played a role for yeah. for me as, as someone who has always been gender nonconforming, but didn't have the words for it back then. It was cool, like, oh, she's just running around in a, you know, in a jumpsuit. It's just utilitarian. It's practical. She's not showing off. She's just smart and, and like, you know, clever and relying on, on that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Great example. Oh my gosh. And Alien's such a good, I mean, overall great film. And the fact that she's basically the only voice of reason and she did it, you know, you think when you go into it, that Tom Skerritt is going to be the the person, right? Like he, she's there, but she's not focused on. And I think that's something that maybe Wes Craven did with, if we go back to Scream, we think that, okay, Drew Barrymore is there. She's going to be the, the final girl. Right. And then he turns it on its head or Kevin Williamson well, wrote I mean, it. Kevin Williamson wrote it. Turns it on. Well, maybe not turned it around her head. Yeah, she. No, they did hang her upside down, right? No, no <laughs> they gutted her. Yeah, I just, yeah. She, I was no, I was gesturing at myself because I'm, I'm saying like I've been in the, I've been in that particular. Oh yes, yes. You know, yeah, because she like, she's make gonna make it. it. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You just had you just had a really long Drew Barrymore scene and terrified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the extended length. cut. 
the length of the whole movie. And I think that was that that was a, that was frustrating. That is frustrating to me about that movie because But that's also like I think one of the reasons what makes it unique is that mm-hmm. it was a blow to the gut when Yeah. Because also like we've been dealing with slasher movies that don't use guns mm-hmm. and then they just pull out a gun and he cheats. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do not like that gun trope in, in slasher films. And the only other one I could think of off the top of my head is the Ranger. Because, mm. Oh, I liked the Ranger. Yeah. So the, the, he uses a gun, right? I, I don't know. I was a little tipsy when I watched it. I can't remember. Why, but, um, <laughs> I just remember the kids and I was like, oh, they're fun. I would hang out with them. Yeah. They're, they're a little dramatic, but you know, that's, that's what makes it fun. Right. So, yeah. um, <laughs> But yeah, like some people don't like that in their horror. So how did you feel about that scene and the fact that he uses that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because you're right that my Tara's death and Art's use of a gun are super divisive, which I would also agree is is a big part of what got people talking and what keeps people talking because it's it's such a point of contention for so many people, um, which I think is fun and, and very clever on, on Damien's part. I personally do... I mean, obviously I'm like, you know, sucks to not be in the sequel, but that being said, I, I like that he has to cheat in order to win. Like, I like that the only reason it comes out is because he knows that Tara will fucking wreck him with that two by four if he doesn't pull out some tricks. Yeah. And, and it's, I like that you mentioned that because, you know, when I asked my question earlier about like, when did you see a woman like rise above and just like own it all? You know, we, we say that horror film is inherently feminist because it does, you know, showcase a woman and her struggles and how she overcomes it. But a lot of the times, um, the the final girls, so to say, um, they just, they run and then, you know, they, they either get free or, um, you know, someone else shoots them or mm-hmm. a lot of the times these horror movies, the final girl just somehow escapes and then we have the killer still out there running around. Right. But like, you know, with your character... She was like, um, <laughs> "Come and get let me it." Show you, let me show you what this can do. Let me show you what this four five four can do. <laughs> this five four with the two by four. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my god! But uh, but Amazing. yeah, so yeah, so you know that was I. I do like to see that as well because it's like I don't want you to just win. I want you to win. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, that's and that's awesome. Like the fact that you want it like that is yeah. makes me happy. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, but you didn't, so let's move on. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, the end. Yeah. That's that on that. <laughs> well, not in your case, but now, I mean, well, no. your character's case. But I mean, still, you, like she kicked a lot of ass and she did, I mean, she didn't give up. And I think that that's, that's a little unusual, as Mikey said, because we do have a lot of runners, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's I feel like Laurie Strode, if we're going to use her as an example, and I only use hers because everybody knows who she is. So we're not going to split hairs about what the fuck happens, right? Eventually, as she gets older, and I'm only going to go through H2O. I'm not getting into the other ones because I don't have time. Um, (laughs) Who (laughs) does, does, honestly? (laughs) (laughs) I know, but by H2O, she finally, and it only took her like 20 years later and to grow some balls and only because he threatened her son, right? So mm-hmm. our Josh Hartnett with his hair and <laughs> which I know side brand, some like Josh Hartnett wanted to be at Instagram, started messaging me at, like pretending to be Josh Hartnett. I'm like, do you think I'm stupid? Like, 
who like does and this is another thing you can't be a woman on social media at all because it's like wackos come out of the woodwork it's so fun <laughs> oh, oh i know oh i always see people i always see your posts about how people comment on your hair all the time they and I'm will like, not listen that is so stupid it's so dumb by the way telling like, a girl that she would look better with long hair is not a compliment and will not get you attention I don't know what the end goal is even with that like oh let me focus really hard and grow it out right now like what do you want but what's their concern why is that any concern of theirs is is it going to make their life better that your hair is their their standard like why don't you like oh I'm helping you why don't you get the fuck off yeah I know like why don't they just get the fuck off their phones and get a real job or something I don't know like I have lots of questions (laughs) I'm sorry I'm a little okay. mean. So no, it's fine. I it's I'm I'm getting tired of hearing it. So it's it like it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I did not know. I mean, I I I knew after Mikey said that you were gonna come, but I, you know, I hadn't known much about you until I was like, you know, obviously looking you up. And so when I was looking at pictures of you and I saw you with short hair, I didn't think anything of it. But I have uh, one of my students is is lesbian in, in my class. And so she was looking at pictures up and she's like, oh, is she lesbian? Like she got excited, like not yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, well, but not excited. Yes, queer, but not excited in the sense that, oh my God, I want you, but excited that I don't think they see a lot of, yeah. you know, especially women who, you know, are unconventional or have shorter hair because she has short hair, which is just cropped hair as well. And, you know, I think that just, I don't know. I could just see that. I think representation matters. It does. And honestly, with that, I was just happy that she was there because, you know, I don't know what the kids think of me. They know that I'm uh, LGBTQ friendly. I do the rallies with them. I participate in GSA. I do all those things. I am not, I'm not queer, obviously. Well, you saw Dan poking in here, so clearly. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't, I'm Um, not here to assume. That doesn't necessarily mean you're not queer. (laughs) Well, that's true too. But anyways, um, (laughs) no, going back now, I guess. But uh, as far as that goes, like, I just want them to know that I'm an ally, but just because I'm an ally, like, don't, you know, don't assume that this is the specific way that I live my life. That when I go home, that these things don't matter to me because they always will. And they always do. So I just, I think that the kids really were like, you know, my student in particular, like she was, she was, she was like, you know, she she was excited about that. And That's so, so cool. And, you know, I just Yay. want you to know that you're making an impact. Whether you think you are or not, you are making an impact. And if it's just one kid, who cares? I mean, this is one kid, but, you know, that's one person. And, you know, people matter. One yeah. person matters, you know. So I think that that's great. So thank you thank for you. your representation and obviously, you know, being part of this and, and being active like that, obviously. So thank you for sharing that. Do you want to move on to your... Oh. Oh, no, no, go ahead, please. I was going to say, do you want to move on to your students' questions? So activism is very important to my girls. And so I noticed that on your page, and I know that we talked about this. So if you're, if you're done or you just want to say a quick thing about it, I just kind of no, no. of their, their questions. That was one of them that I kind of pigeonholed in. So that's- Yeah, let's do, let's do all of them or whatever ones you want to do. Um, but we did notice that, so that I noticed that, especially on your Instagram, that you're talking about, you know, sexual harassment against women in, in, um, in Hollywood and, and film and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, what prompted you or what inspired you to be part of that, I, you know, as a woman, or is this just something that's always been important for you, especially when you got into acting? Is this something that you think is, it, obviously it's an issue and obviously we're talking about it now. But how do you think 
like, why do you think it's so prevalent now? I mean, if we didn't have Me Too, would this still be an issue or is it still an issue? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think, I think it, um, uh, discrimination in a number of forms is definitely still very rampant in, in most industries and uh, the film industry is not an exception. I think it's, uh, you know, obviously racism is still a huge problem. There's still transphobia um, and there's definitely still sexual harassment. And obviously that is not limited to um, women as we've seen with people like Kevin Spacey and um, others. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of these things where it's tough because uh, film is one of the industries where in order to get work, you kind of have to be not for every position, but for a lot of positions, it requires kind of this approval. And there's a very clear, and this exists elsewhere, but this is what I know anyway, there's a power hierarchy and it's very clear. And um, women and other marginalized people are put under a lot of pressure to be agreeable and easy to work with. And um, there's a lot of, you know, you, you don't wanna be high maintenance, you know, and so, when we're young and we don't know any better, we'll agree to things thinking that we have to. Um, and especially if you, because so many people are also in the industry because of nepotism. I'm not one of those people. And so I, I love my parents and they're incredible, but I didn't have any um, guidance in terms of like what was normal, what was not, what I should do, what I, you know. And so I, there was a lot of like stumbling and um, uh, facing certain circumstances that looking back were incredibly inappropriate and now I can more easily easily identify those and steer clear of them or speak up but I, f I find it's really important to say things because even now I've seen it on set um luckily not recently but I mean I had a call with the director recently who was asking me to be in his film and he was talking about me looking better with long hair and he was calling me honey and all these things and I was like what are we doing here I am too old to put up with this now, <laughs> you know, and I shouldn't ever have, but now I understand that I don't have to, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely still rampant. And obviously we saw with, I think Me Too definitely was a huge catalyst in terms of people talking about it and being in the open about it. Cause it's one of these things where we've also seen with, with Bill Cosby, with Louis CK, Marilyn Manson. I mean, the list goes on. Um, we see that when one person speaks out, it becomes so much easier for other people to step forward and speak out. And often people are just afraid to be the first one. Um, and I'm a survivor of sexual assaults and it was by people that I was working with on an indie movie when I was 19. Uh, and, you know, I don't want anyone else to have to deal with that. And I, I want anyone who's ever been through it and ever survived it to know that it's not their fault and um, that it's never the fault of the victim. And so it's, and I, and I also, because of all the things that I had been fed about, um, you know, in terms of slut shaming, in terms of, uh, you know, shaming what people wear, how, whether people are drinking or not, all sorts of things like that. Uh, I did think, I didn't think it was rape when I first uh, was processing it. I thought I had just been dumb. Um, and it took me a while of like talking to other people and processing it to learn that that's what it was. Um, and to learn more about it and to learn how common it unfortunately is. And so that it just made me want to be really vocal about it. And I actually, I wrote and directed a short film a handful of years ago that uh, it's online if your students want to check it out. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Max and the Monster. It's on my Vimeo page. Um, my Vimeo is under Laser Pigeon Pictures, which is my 
I say production company, it's just me, but um, it's online and, uh, and it's, it was a sort of processing of uh, dealing with that through film, which I thought was a fun way to um, redirect those feelings. It's a dark comedy about dealing with, with the lingering trauma uh, and PTSD. And yeah, I just, I, I think I don't have a large platform, but I have a one and whatever size that is, I, I feel a responsibility to speak out about things when I, when I know enough about them too, and when it's appropriate too. And, um, and I think we all should. And I think it's, I think especially people with bigger platforms have, a, have an obligation to speak out about certain things because, you know, it is, it is really rampant. And it's also only from talking to other people that we, that's like some folks who never see this sort of thing don't know that it's there and don't think that it's happening that often uh, yeah. unless you talk about it and, and sure. you get allies and allies are in, in any space are, are really important. I, I love that you say that because I feel like a lot of people who have had a backlash against Me Too or just, you know, being the inclusive, you know, being inclusive in general or, you know, acknowledging these things, they think that all of a sudden everything's just happening now. So no, these things yes. are always, they've always been happening. Yes. We're just talking about them now. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's exactly, I mean, it's like what, what we all saw when George Floyd was murdered. It's like for anyone who wasn't black, it, not anyone, but a lot of people, it was like, oh my God, this is terrible. And black people were like, we've been trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. has always been like this um you know so it's yeah it's a similar sort of like awakening so it's not a sudden but yeah very very well put yeah so I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that and thank you for sharing that with us because you know I again it's I and I also I don't I don't love that you said I mean I don't love that this happened but I I love that you say that you know especially for women because we are taught that if we behave a certain way, it's our fault. So when you said that right. really resonated with me, when you said that, I felt like I was just being stupid. There are so many instances when I was younger, same thing. I felt like I was, okay, well, I put myself in the situation. It's my fault. Yeah. And it's not true. That's not true. That's not the case. And I don't no. want girls growing up in this day and age thinking that because they wore a certain thing or because, you know, a guy like gave them a drink that now it's yeah. their fault that, no. you know, these things happen. And so power dynamics are a thing mm -hmm. and we have to understand them. Exactly. And so, you know, th that's why we need to talk about these things so that we can rectify, you know, or at least have some semblance of justice now, but also so that further generations do not have to keep suffering in the same, the same way. So, yeah. Um, and absolutely. I, I, and obviously horror, I think is such a good avenue to do that to, to invoke these things because horror does touch on a lot of different feminist aspects and, and yeah. does, it does highlight those things. And it's always, and I feel like it always has, and mm -hmm. it always emulates what's going on at the time. And so if people just, you know, you can enjoy it at face value, but if you want to dig a little deeper, there's always something there that you can discover, which is why I think this is such a great genre to be a part of. And I'm so glad that you came here to talk to us today. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I, I think when, when like assault comes up and horror specifically I often think of I spit on your grave because mm -hmm. my favorite part of that whole movie is the very very end in the final moments when like all this horrible stuff has happened to her and then she's done all this horrible stuff to these other people and at the very in the very last shot like I get chills just thinking about it she almost smiles but she doesn't because it doesn't fix what happened like yep. even all the carnage that she wrecks, it doesn't change what happened to her. And like, it's, it's so, such a powerful moment. 
Yeah, it's not going to erase it. And I think that yeah. that's, that is such a difficult movie to watch. And yeah, I couldn't watch it again, but. No, yeah. well, I've seen it once. That was enough for me. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> including, <laughs> including Mikey's dog. He agrees, so. Yeah, <laughs> puppy has thoughts. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I like talking about this stuff too, because it's so like, and I, feminism is for men too. Like men yeah. have to be a part of feminism in order for it to work. The whole, it's not about women being better. I know you both know this, but it's about gender equality and gender equity. And so it's like, you know, fe feminism ultimately also benefits men. And that's what's so frustrating and why it's so important to talk about. It does. And I've always thought it was so strange of the concept that like men are above women because like men can't be here without a woman right like, literally <laughs> every man every man came from a woman like Excellent. you know I think I yeah and I don't know who came up with the term mother earth but like I always <laughs> like thinking about someone came up with the term mother earth because it's the most powerful being on the planet and yeah. the earth is taking care of us we have to take care of her essentially mm -hmm. so like when people say things like oh, we can't have a woman president because blah, blah, blah. She'll just be reading Cosmopolitan and painting her nails all day. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Um, no, but like, it's like, well, some people thought the earth was so important enough to name it Mother Earth. So like, it's just so strange. Um, yeah, and it all comes back to colonization being the root of all evil <laughs> because, because indigenous people were like, had gender equity. It, it's yeah. not that it's never existed before it's just that it got colonized and ruined yeah. like you know they 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 lived in harmony with the earth we just don't anymore yeah no, and i was <laughs> yeah a, right a sidebar i was reading a story about a killer shark it was it was okay um but basically <laughs> like the science what a segue <laughs> it's getting there I promise it's getting there um, I'm here for it <laughs> so the scientist has like a pot of orcas that she works with and I knew as soon as they showed up these orcas are going to save her at the end and they did but the two orcas that were like the leader of the pack were male and I was like I don't think so orcas are a matriarchy like the females run the ship on the orcas so like i was like how during women's month you're gonna make me read this about male in this orcas? economy i know in front of my salad but yeah. so, my salad that i'm laughing at <laughs> oh but yeah gosh. so that was just a random it made me think of it i was like i can't believe they said a male orca. oh so mad uh, well i mean but was, the story, was it written by a man of course. Of course. Of course. Well, of course. And and there's like a evil woman okay. scientist and guess how she gets what she wants. Oh no. The same way I do. The same way I got on this show. <laughs> is that how you got this job? Yes, this it is. Yes. <laughs> with my body. Listen, uh, there's nothing wrong. Sex work is work. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. There but are other not... ways to get things done. It's not the only thing you can offer as a woman is all I'm it's saying. It's true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very well put. Um, but the same thing, like you can use your sexuality as long as you're cognizant of knowing that you're using it to manipulate somebody. I think it's totally fine because like, I think that there's more power in that. Like, sure. Especially, and well, I always use uh, Clarice from Silence of the Lambs as an example, because she knows that these men are pigs 
and she knows the only way that they're gonna she's gonna smile and flirt but she's like rolling her eyes but again she is well men are you know men can be stupid you know so they're just like so willing to be trusting to a woman who's ready to like <laughs> sorry not maybe not you I'm Mikey, obviously kidding. not you but hashtag not all men yes <laughs> not all men but the majority that I've come across in my short lifetime are very easily manipulated. <laughs> and well, it's like, I think it's more powerful when you know you have that power versus some people who just, you know, are flippantly just whatever. But again, there is yeah. a difference between, yeah. And sex, yeah, work, I, I and sex work is very um, intentional. So I don't want to say yeah. like that, that's definitely sex work would not be the lesser thing. I think, I mean, if I'm going to get paid for this, fuck it. Like if right. I have done it for free a lot. So I know yeah. I <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, so actually this, this actually brings up a point that it's where we're getting out of the horror realm, but just feminist in general. I was also getting upset because I have to take these foster classes because um, I'm in the process to foster to adopt, hopefully a next child. Um, and so, yeah. So they make you take these like really like, disturbing classes about like human trafficking and all this stuff and it's important to know you know but it's it's heavy stuff and so they made us watch a video some documentary I forgot what's called it was about human trafficking and so like we can all agree human trafficking is bad but like they started and human trafficking overlaps with prostitution because it's like forced prostitution but then like the video started putting prostitutes together in terms of like this is why it shouldn't be legal and i was like well no 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 now let's pump the brakes yeah that's why it should be legal actually because then it can be regulated what sort of argument yeah it it was it's so strange i i was like really put off by like i was texting adam the whole time i was like i can't believe they're making me watch this trash like there's a difference between forced prostitution and like volunteer oh hello cutie um (laughs) And so, you know, I just think it's, he's, he's not a big cat. Yeah, she's, I know. she's a big girl. She looks just she's like my girl. baby. I'd go she's get her. She's, mine's the a little big bit baby. of a bitch. Yeah, I don't know where mine is. Sometimes she walks over the keyboard. She's so mad. Same way. I know. Mine's, mine's, ma- mine's, mine's mad at me because I clipped his nails. Oh, oh, how dare you? I know. Um, Yeah, well, and it's also that, I mean, like, that also brings up a good point, which is a... <laughs> <laughs> a big part of <laughs> a little periscope um of why i made that short because it's like we all know assault is bad but like mm-hmm. why is it bad and where does it come from and what what does it look like and like power dynamics you know it's not like it's always someone coming up and being like nice tits like it's usually microaggressions it's usually much more much more subtle so that's, yeah. that's a good point too. <laughs> I, I, I hear you guys talking about this stuff and I see my five-year-old walking around here and it's like making me like a little emotional because I Aww. know she's going to have to go through some shit. I know she's going to have to overcome these battles. And it's just sad. Like this is another yeah. reason why men should be feminists as well because you're going to have a daughter or a sister or a niece or something and you don't want them to struggle as much as people right. are struggling right now yeah um, but what i was people saying with early, sons are the ones who should be focusing on like teaching them oh, yeah. to be yeah, gentle like, don't you know? be yeah. an asshole how about that like stop right. teaching your sons to be these you know a passive not even passive aggressive but just a you know very aggression like forward and just like angry they have to hide their feelings they have to yeah, yeah. it's okay to cry it's okay to hear no yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and then, are you about uh, to talk about grooming 
Is that what yeah. you were going to say? Okay. Yeah, because you, yeah, know, you were talking that, about that how, yeah, you're talking about how things happen that you make it seem like, oh, maybe that was my fault. But like, in reality, it's not because mm-hmm. there is, there is a, a thing. I don't even know what to call it, where it's like something that is present. That's not a good thing um, where, you know, these, these young guys kind of like, and I, it doesn't matter which who's looking for who, like, but basically an older gay guy will groom a younger gay guy and kind of yeah. like live through their experience, but also involve sex stuff. Um, yeah. So like, there's still a power dynamic there yeah there is and you know like as someone that kind of when I was like 14 15 had a similar type experience like you think like oh I you know I could have said no I guess but you know maybe I didn't say no hard enough but like as a functioning adult you're like no like the adult should know not to the adult yeah Uh, the adult the person with the power in that scenario shouldn't have put me in that position yeah and so like yeah exactly and so like as a gay man listening to a conversation about feminism and women like this is kind of like how everything connects like Mm -hmm. you know why more people need to be involved in the in the communication yeah yeah exactly I mean these are really great oh my gosh I feel so good that we've had this conversation that it turned into this yes we are her horror podcast but I mean, all of these things are very relevant and they're relevant in the films that we watch and the media that we consume. And so the conversation needs to be there. Yeah. And, and life is horrifying. I was about to say, these are the horrors of the real world. Art yeah. reflects life, life reflects art. And they're gonna, the, 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 like societally, the stuff that we experience is always going to show up in the movies we make in one way or another. So we might as well be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. exactly and that's why like I'm super excited for Renfield but the cool thing about Faceless After Dark right mm-hmm. is that that's going to be appearing into your head which is like what makes me really excited for it like Renfield I'm just excited to see you on the screen I'm excited for your success there's no one that deserves it more oh, but thank you like the fact that we get to actually see what's going on inside your head with with your spirit with what you're writing like that's what makes Faceless After Dark like super excited to look forward to also thank you you're welcome no 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 I mean I I feel like we've kind of answered them unwittingly throughout the conversation oh okay cool so, so I, I just wanted to make sure that that they yeah that they didn't get yeah no I, I we we came about in a roundabout way and um you know I just I I'm really excited for this and we'd love to have you back when uh, your picture, you know, is released and we're ready to go. So, you yeah. know, please let us know or keep us posted if you have any inside information that obviously we wouldn't have. And we'd love to be able to have you back and, and talk about it and, you know, free, free plugs for you. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. You guys we're, are wonderful. This is so cool. I love how deep we got. Yes, yeah. Amazing. So yeah, for sure. And yeah. thank you, Mikey, for, for allowing us, because, you know, I don't think it's easy, like, especially when you know people, like, I, I would be like, okay, well, am I going to expose her to this? Like, <laughs> he, he asked me first, talk about consent, yeah. like, kudos to you. He did, he was like, so I'm doing a podcast now. And I was like, yes, that's amazing. And he was yeah, like, how I would you like, feel? Because <laughs> I didn't want to, like, ask you and then ask her. And she's like, no, thanks. You're like, Oops. <laughs> Yeah, no, you you were very respectful and and uh, yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you. Um, I try. And everyone deserves to have as big of a cheerleader in their life as you are. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be there. And like I said, oops, my music came on as soon as I pushed my headphones. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> let's party. Yeah, like I said, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Women's rights. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I, I love that we were able to have this conversation. I love, and I'm super appreciative that you've been able to come on this show. Like you're a dear friend of mine. I do mean it when like, I get so happy whenever you have to cancel on me because you're doing a film because I'm like, Thank yes, you. that means you're like, I want you <laughs> to get as big as you deserve because there needs Thank to be you. more people like you in the industry. We need the compassion. We need the experience, the heart, the representation, everything that you bring. Um, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> okay, then let me keep going. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, but like I'm just I'm super thankful to have you in my life. And out, you know, outside of just the acting stuff, we've talked about so many things. So I'm super happy that you're here and I'm glad we we're able to get you on. I'm super excited to have you back when you have any project that you're working on, or even if you're just like, I have a week off, let's do this. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but thank yeah. You. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Is there any place that our listeners can find you if they want to follow along on your adventures? Um, let me take a breath for a moment now that you got me all weepy. Um, <laughs> that was so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, at on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Squidthusiast. Um, and I will say like to, to bring it full circle when we were talking earlier about like what's what's um, about, you know, uh, what's online about any of us, you know, social media is horrific and evil in many ways, but the silver lining is that then we can control kind of how we're, you know, it's kind of like being your own publicist in a way and you can yeah. share what you want to. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, squid enthusiast, uh, like someone who is enthusiastic about squids because I am, they're very cool. <laughs> so that's me on, on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, yeah, and there's actually, there's a third movie that, that I'm in that'll be coming out probably next year as well. So hopefully maybe they'll all come out at the same time and we can, we can have a bonanza. It's not horror, but I think it's going to be good anyway. <laughs> can, we say the can we say the title? Yes. Yeah. It's called the wild man. Okay. It's uh, it's kind of a quirky drama more about, um, about caretaking and about what you give up of yourself when you become a caretaker. And, uh, I'm, I think I've told you about it before. I'm sure <laughs> I have. It was what I was in. Yes, I did. Cause I was in Texas. Yeah. 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 And oh, I head. think you posted an image of it or something and you had like yes. real fierce, like curly hair. And I was like, oh. oh, I always ask you, is that your hair? Do they put a wig on you? Because <laughs> you grow your hair out questions. for film, so you're a buzz it off. It's true. No, I, I, the curly hair, I don't know what that was because my hair is definitely shaved in this one. And it's my real the wild hair. man. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, maybe it just looked a little curly, but yeah. Well, okay. anyway. <laughs> it also Not that actually I'm saying could've... your hair is always great. Not what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I posted, I was wearing like a green, like jumpsuit situation, not jumpsuit, like a onesie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Uh, that'll be yeah. a good one too. Yeah. So um, everyone. But yeah, that's where I am. Look out for Renfield. <laughs> Squid enthusiast on Instagram and Twitter. Look out for Renfield, um, Faithless After Dark and the wild man? the wild man yeah the wild man yes yeah. starring our very own jenna cannell i've never asked you thank is that you. how you pronounce your last name it is thank you amazing oh great okay. 
good. That's what I've been saying. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, thank you I so said, much. Amazing. Aid asked me last time. She's like, "How do you pronounce your last name?" And I was like, "I pronounce it Cano." I don't. Uh, know this is how I <laughs> pronounce it. <laughs> I was like, "Mikey, you better find out before." We Alrighty, folks. Well, um, if you want, follow us on Twitter at Slashers Podcast, right, Aid? I don't know. You usually do this part. I'm just winging it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, so, <laughs> so we're on uh, as Instagram at Slashers Pod, and um, we're on Facebook, Slashers Podcast. You can also follow us on Mutant Goons from Beyond on Facebook as well as Instagram. And don't forget that, you know, if you guys want to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Slashers Pod, we have tiers from $1 to $10 please feel free to come on and we'd love to have you. You can join our discord. And um, also we have our merch store. So I'm wearing our little Ooh. Mars rats shirt, which I wore to school today. And the kids are like, what is that? I'm like, don't worry about it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you can get our, our merch and our designs at slasherspod.redbubble.com. So um, Jenna, I just want to just close out really quick with me saying thank you so much for coming on and thank you for you know talking with us especially I know you know Mikey but you don't really know me and I feel very honored that you now I do <laughs> and now you know me yay. yay um and so if there's is there anything else anybody would like to say nope okay from so Mikey take us oh. home take us home oh. Mikey yeah well from Mikey Aid and Jenna we Woo. wish you adieu and goodbye and good die Ha 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 ha!